At Ball State, we appreciate the importance of philanthropy to the continued success of our university and to the vitality of our community. Our partnerships with the Ball State University Foundation and with the Community Foundation of Muncie and Delaware County, these partnerships help us improve the lives of our students, our faculty and staff, and our neighbors and friends here in East Central Indiana. I'm Ball State President Jeff Mearns, and this is Cardinal Compass. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, campus and community conversations. At Ball State University, we are empowered to seek new insights, unrestrained by convention. We reimagine the future, spread our wings, and fly. Lifted by knowledge, enabled across disciplines, we are inspired, engaged, and exhilarated. Propelled to change the world, and with beneficence as our guide, at Ball State University, we fly. The Ball State Foundation has helped students pay for their education through scholarships funded by donors and alumni support. Kellen Harrison tells us how one student has been able to apply with the help of the Foundation's scholarships. Raised by a single mother in Indianapolis, Cartier Stewart felt financial pressure once starting college. Not sure whether Ball State would be a good fit for him, when seeing the financial aid he would receive and the opportunity that the Department of Theater and Dance held, Stewart took a leap of faith. It's all because of the Foundation, because I wouldn't be here, honestly, if it wasn't for the money that the Foundation uh, so graciously uh, gave me for me to be able to come. You know, I've been able to really just enjoy college and then like stay on top of my schoolwork. In the Foundation's most recent financial report, it states majority of net assets went towards student financial aid during the 2019-2020 fiscal year. Funds like these have helped Stewart worry less about working and do more to accomplish his goals. Here at Ball State, Stewart has been an academic peer mentor for the theater and dance living learning community, vice president of service for the National Panhellenic Council, and cast member in several theater and dance productions such as Little Night Music. Stewart says giving back to the community and getting involved are important to him. It was extremely important to me that I not only gave back to my community, but I was also participating in other areas of campus. Like I was, I've always been very big on my studies and very big on school. And I just knew that when I came out of college, I wanted to be able to say I did everything that I possibly could. After graduation, Stewart is moving to Toronto to work as a Disney cast member on a cruise line. He says he couldn't have done it without the help of the foundation. Kellen Harrison, Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is Jean Crosby, the president of the Ball State University Foundation. Jean, how do you define philanthropy? Philanthropy, I think, is really doing good in the world. And that's what we have, we hear so much from our alumni across the country. Um, they want to instill that in students, which is why they give back to the university. All right. Uh, for both of you, the foundation focuses on six areas of impact. Students, college, faculty, programs, athletics, and facilities. How do contributions work into these areas specifically? Well, so as Gene can describe in greater detail, we engage our prospective donors, our alumni and other benefactors, and we share with them some of the different areas in, that they can invest in. But we certainly want to be guided by their interests, where they see their greatest impact. And so many of them gravitate towards our students in particular. Yeah. 
we really talk about people, programs, and places. And that is where our benefactors show the most interest. And we learn about the opportunities at the university as we partner with uh, campus leaders, deans, pr uh, faculty, and staff who really are in the best position to tell our benefactors their story and, and the story of our students um, and can better explain those opportunities to our students or excuse me, to our benefactors. <laughs> no, thank you. So as we talk about those contributions um, that you both have mentioned now, last year people did not have a steady cash flow themselves due to the economic effects brought on by the pandemic. How is the foundation able to stay steady and supported when outside sources might not have been able to contribute as much as they used to? Well, I'll jump in here first because Jean's likely to be modest about this. <laughs> um, so notwithstanding the pandemic, we've had two of the best, three of the best fundraising years in the history of our university. For three years in a row, our donors, our alumni, our other benefactors have contributed the highest levels in more than 100 years at Ball State. We've raised more than $30 million in each of those three years, notwithstanding the economic impact of the pandemic. And again, Gene can talk about it a little more, but really there are two reasons that happened. One is because the extraordinary continued and sustained generosity of our alumni and our benefactors. That notwithstanding, and maybe because of the economic challenges, they knew our students were also uh, in greater need of those resources. So it's really a testament to our donors. But it's also a testament to Jean's leadership and her team that notwithstanding our inability to be with donors face to face, which is typically where you'd engage in these conversations, are, through the hard work of the women and men who work at the foundation and work at the university, we were able to continue that engagement. Mm -hmm. I think it starts, Ball State has a great story to tell. And so while certainly people experienced um, some economic challenges over the past year and a half, what we heard from alumni across the country is that they wanted to support their alma mater and support our students and recognize some of the extraordinary needs that our students had at the time. We saw great increases in giving, as President Mearns said. If you look at one Ball State day, uh, last April, we had over 10,000 gifts, raising $900,000 for the university. Most exciting with that is we've seen a 57% increase in students giving back to their alma mater. So the level of support that we're seeing is from alumni, it's from students, and it's from faculty and staff. And I think that just speaks to the excitement that everyone feels about the trajectory of the university. And, you know, so 10,000 gifts, more than $900,000 on one day with a significant increase in students participating. And so one of the things that we think is important, because philanthropy and beneficence is one of our core values. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to us to share with our students, even before they graduate, the importance of beneficence, doing good for others through your service and through philanthropy. Mm. How do you measure which of those areas gets the most investment? whether that's by financial or even volunteer support? Well, so we start again with the donor interest. Now we lay out those opportunities for the donors, but we continue to hear from our donors that they want to invest in our students. So we, uh, that is always the most important philanthrop philanthropic priority. Absolutely, and donors really see themselves in our students. When students tell their stories, our donors see them, whether it was 20, 30, 40 years ago, their stories are very similar. Many of our benefactors were first generation students themselves when they came to Ball State. They understand the challenges and they wanna make sure that our students today have every opportunity to go on to be success, successful and lead rewarding lives. And, so, and our students are often 
the most, have the greatest impact on potential donors. Absolutely. We had an event that uh, here a couple weeks ago over homecoming, on the Friday before homecoming uh, weekend. And there was a group of students from CCIM mm -hmm. who met with a large group of our donors and they emphasized again and again mm -hmm. the personal significant impact that the gift a donor has. They, these students look straight into the eyes of these donors to say, I know sometimes you may think you're giving to an entity, but please know that gift changes our lives for the better. Right. I mean, it was incredibly powerful. Yeah. The voices of our students resonate so clearly with our donors because those donors remember when they were students as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And with that being said, what does the future of the foundation look like? And what is the plan to continue increasing contributions? So, I'll let you go, G. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, I mean, our mission is to serve the needs of the university and its students. So that is where we will continue to keep our focus at the foundation. And, uh, you know, the future is, future is bright. Um, when we think about having started One Ball State Day three years ago, and year over year, we see almost a doubling in terms of number of donors, numbers of gifts to the university. And so, as I said earlier, I think our alumni are excited about what's happening on this campus, excited about the vision of President Mearns, excited about our students and what they're accomplishing. Um, and they wanna create more opportunities for our students. So I only expect things to continue to, to go up in terms of what the foundation can provide in terms of philanthropic uh, resources to the university. Well, I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, absolutely. One question that I really want to know more about is what's the ratio of big fish to little fish? Meaning, who's the, who are the biggest donors and how do their shares compare to the rest of the pot? Well, so Gene can explain it a bit more, but it's really a pyramid. So there are a small number of donors at the top of that pyramid who are giving not only six-figure gifts, but often giving seven-figure gifts. I think at this point over the last few years, we've had more than 30 individuals give a gift or a commitment of a million dollars or more. But again, one Ball State Day illustrates that lots of smaller gifts can still have an extraordinary large, extraordinarily large impact on our ability to serve our students. Yeah, that's one thing. If you look at national trends, President Mearns is right. Probably most institutions would say that 90% uh, of their gifts come from 10% of their benefactors. And that holds true at not only in higher ed, but also a lot of nonprofits. But what's unique about Ball State is how many donors we have giving gifts of less than $100. That really makes up the majority of our donor, uh, donations that we receive each year. And so President Mearns is right. Alumni are passionate about Ball State and they give it whatever is meaningful to them um, in terms of uh, that financial gift back to the university. No, absolutely. Small gestures go a very long way. Um, but thank you, Jean. The Ball State University Foundation isn't the only organization on campus contributing to these areas. John Lynch spoke with members of the Ball Brothers Foundation about how they have impacted community members. The Ball Brothers Foundation has been working in service of the Muncie community for 95 years. The organization, which started with an initial $3.5 million grant from Edmund Ball, now manages around $200 million in philanthropic funds. Jenna Walkman, the foundation's vice president, said even after 95 years, the foundation's mission is still following Edmund Ball's philanthropic directive. Our board um, follows very closely that donor intent um, of our original donor. And so what they are striving to do is, is constantly kind of be looking on the lookout for needs in the community um, to assess what needs we can help fill with um, the funding that's available from the foundation. 
The Ross Community Center is one such recipient of Ball Brothers funding. Jacqueline Hanneman, the center's director, said the foundation turned its attention to revitalizing the south side of Muncie through the center's myriad of programs. Today, the community center serves over 3,000 Muncie residents annually. The Bull Brothers Foundation has been fantastic in just asking, how can we help you? But not only, as I said, through money, but also, well, let's introduce you to such and such a person. That type of support has transformed the Ross Community Center, providing the resources necessary to keep programs like a community market and half a dozen new sports fields operational. Money is important, but for a foundation, from my perspective, as the leader of this organization, of any organization, it's not only about money. It's about working hand in hand with the grantee. John Lynch, Cardinal Compass. Kelly Schrock, the president of the Community Foundation of Muncie and Delaware County, is joining us now. Kelly, what's the overall role of the Community Foundation in Muncie? Sure. We're here as the community's foundation. Literally, we strive to improve the quality of life in Muncie and Delaware County, to encourage philanthropy, and to assist donors in building an enduring source of charitable assets um, across our community. All right, thank you. So what is the exact um, connection between the Muncie community and the Ball State University Foundation? So, well, the connection between the Muncie community and the Community Foundation um, is that we're tied to this community. We're a geographically limited uh, public foundation. So all of our unrestricted dollars are granted back into Muncie and Delaware County exclusively. Um, and so our quarterly competitive grants are awarded here and um, we support this community with the grant making that we do. And we're fortunate because the Community Foundation, many of their generous benefactors, are interested in supporting the university. So we're just one, but we are uh, uh, proud and grateful to be one of the beneficiaries of the good work of the Community Foundation. How do you define your commitment to Muncie and Delaware County residents and ensure that any funding you receive gets to them? Sure. So our mission is that we're brought on purpose, right? We try to award grants in five main areas. And so um, education, economic development, arts and culture, community betterment, and human services. So in trying to do um, grant making across, across a broad swath of our community, we feel like we're uh, affecting change and providing uh, resources to the nonprofit organizations in our community doing good work day in and day out. Mm. Okay, what is the specific example initiative that the University Foundation has had a direct impact on to give a better visual on their impact with the community? So I could talk a little bit about how yeah. the philanthropy that comes to the Ball State Foundation benefits the community and, and Kelly can probably talk about the reverse <laughs> flow. So we have a number of facilities and programs that are available for free to the community. So we have shows in the Charles Brown Planetarium and those shows are, are free to the community, to school children in the area. Uh, we're also um, gonna be building after the first of the year the Brown Family Outdoor Amphitheater. And that wonderful facility will be available for use of, by our students also for community organizations as well. And because it's an outdoor space, again, those performances will be made available to the community. And the Community Foundation and some of their donors often um, uh, provide support for those projects through the Community Foundation. They direct it through the Community Foundation to the Ball State Foundation. Yeah. 
So some of the things that we do, um, supporting the landmark case that provided uh, control of Muncie Community Schools to Ball State University, um, we supported uh, that effort with a grant of up to 300000 that supported uh, teachers and their professional development. Also throughout the pandemic, a K-12 technology um, initiative um, to help level the playing field across the 10 school corporations in Delaware County. And then of course, as uh, President Mearns said, um, the new renovation of the Emmons Auditorium and so some of the public spaces there um, along with the uh, different buildings on campus, we try to do our part um, in showing that strong connection between Ball State University and the Community Foundation. And we're really, we're really all fortunate for the support of the Community Foundation here at the university and throughout the community. How do you decide where the funding from the foundation is allocated in the Muncie community? Sure. Is it on a need-based status? Is it top-down? Is it categorized in some way? Basically, how do you decide which place receives or needs the most? Sure. So our board uh, directs uh, standing committees of the Community Foundation, and one of those is our Grants Committee. So of the $3.5 million that we award back into Delaware County year over year, um, a million of it is typically awarded through our quarterly competitive grant process. And so it's that process which is um, facilitated by staff, um, but decisions and recommendations are made by a volunteer committee of 12 to our board, and then the board makes those decisions. Um, so many things go into uh, making good decisions and good grants. Um, not only the capacity of the nonprofit organization, the area of the community in which it serves. Uh, is it meeting its mission? Is it staying on point? And is it uh, not duplicating services? Or if it is duplicating services, is it something that's so great that many uh, hands lighten the burden and, and we need that many organizations working toward that? So lots of things go into making good grants. No, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and I was gonna say, and if we have a little bit of time, I don't know if we have time. One of, the, one of the things that we're also fortunate here in Indiana is the relationship between the Community Foundation and Lilly Endowment. Mm -hmm. And the Lilly Endowment, so Kelly, you may want to share with us sure. that, that important relationship sure. because we're the beneficiaries of that as well. Right, so uh, Lilly Endowment seeded foundations, community foundations across the state of Indiana where one didn't exist back in the early 90s. Our foundation uh, in Muncie and Delaware County was already operating, but we were able to take advantage of some of that seed money. So in Indiana, there is a community foundation that serves every county. And we are unique um, and somewhat uh, the envy of other states across the union, certainly in places like North Carolina, there might be four. And so it's more of a regional approach versus Indiana where we do have a community-based philanthropy experience. And we are forever indebted to Lilly Endowment for their continuing support um, of community foundations across the state. No, absolutely, and I'm about to go full circle with this as we kind of drifted away from it a little bit. But we were talking about opportunities and donations. However, is a dollar amount the only way for people to donate or give their time? Is there like a time way or how, how would you define that? How <laughs> is the best way to do that? Most times and most experiences, people make gifts to the Community Foundation. We do um, staff committees. As I said, there are board appointed committees as well as other committees that serve the work and help us do the work of the foundation along with the seven staff members that we employ. Um, so there is some, some volunteering of time um, and a lot of folks um, who are donors first become great ambassadors in our community later on and spread that word as well. And the Community Foundation does a wonderful job of also 
providing support to various nonprofit organizations in the community. And those organizations, in turn, engage volunteers mm -hmm. to support whatever activity they're engaged in. So the Community Foundation is both directly involved in some volunteering, but certainly uh, supporting service, that kind of engagement uh, and giving uh, all across the community. What are some of the biggest changes that have happened in the Community Foundation over your time there? I know we were talking about earlier how you joined them right around 2012. In, in that almost decade time frame, what are some of those big changes you've noticed? I think our role in the community has changed early on. Um, so in 1985, when we were established, uh, we let our grant making do the talking, most specifically. Um, we needed to get our, the word out about us in the community because we were new. And so in the last decade, I think our role as a community leader has become more center stage. Mm. And when I say community leader, I mean the way in which we're able to, because of the unique seat that we occupy in the community, see groups that could benefit from working together, um, engage with um, the expertise at Ball State University to help nonprofits who need that in community development and other areas. So um, just our unique ability to bring folks together and help them work more collaboratively. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. But that's all the time that we have for this part of the discussion. We are excited to see how the foundation continues to help the community. President Mearns, we would like to give you the final minute, of course, to hear your thoughts on today's conversation. Well, so we're certainly very fortunate here at Ball State and in Muncie and, and East Central Indiana. You know, philanthropy is at the core of our institution. You know, we were founded by the Ball brothers, the Ball family. Their philanthropy is what has enabled us to survive and thrive for more than 100 years. Also, this is an extraordinarily philanthropic and community-engaged area. So we're fortunate at the university to have that philanthropy. We still have the three Ball Family Legacy Foundations. We have the Community Foundation. We have the University Foundation. So this is a, this is a university and a community that is grounded in philanthropy, gra uh, grounded in beneficence, your, your responsibility, your obligation to serve others through your actions and through your gifts. Again, we want to thank you, President Mearns, and of course our guests, Gene Crosby and Kelly Schrock, and all of you for joining in on the conversation. I'm Blake Chapman. And I'm Lauren Wyman. We hope you'll join us next time for Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. You know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you first hear the chirp. When you look to Frog Baby for luck and Beneficence for guidance, you're a Ball State Cardinal when you chase your dreams, present your case, and win. When the university you call home is small enough to be a community, but big enough to change the world, you know you're a Ball State Cardinal when you're one of us. We are Ball State University. We fly. Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Emily Harless, audio engineering by Taj Reeves, special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Media, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing and Communications, and the Digital Corps.